you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live, presented by Bose. Matt Money Smith here, and on my right shoulder, it is the Sports Writers Fantasy Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano, or the Fantasy Sports Writers Hall of Famer. I don't quite eh, know the Something like hey, that. Hey, HOF, Hall good. of Fame right here. Week two is officially underway, but it's not too late to play NFL.com slash fantasy. Enjoy free new mobile apps. You can join, draft, and play from anywhere. Sign up. It's easy. NFL.com slash fantasy. Waiver wire, you get what you needed, you get what you wanted. Most. You know, I've got 11 leagues, so it takes about yep. three hours to do waivers. But Wednesdays during football season are like Christmas. They are. Because you get the players you wanted. You got the players you wanted. Sometimes. You know what I got? I got Cole. Cole? In Green Bay, uh, Packers head coach Mike McCarthy says running back. And I don't mean the name Cole, C-O-L-E, like oh, okay. Cole Beasley or something. No, I, I mean, got I got you. nothing. Oh, right. I struck out on all my waiver wire Why are you picking up Cole Beasley? Eddie Lacy, uh, this is good news. He has progressed very quickly through the league's concussion protocol. His status probably won't be known until we get closer to Sunday, Fab. So tough to speculate on these things, but let's assume he's full go. What can Eddie Lacy owners expect with that contest against the Jets? Well, clearly, if he's active for the Packers, he's active for your fans football team. Now the Jets, they do have a very good run defense. They held Maurice Jones-Drew and Darren McFadden to basically nothing in week one. I think Aaron Rodgers, Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson all go off in this game. For Lacey, I'm saying right around 80 rushing yards and maybe a touchdown if the Packers don't give it to John Kuhn near oh, the goal line. Happens. Kuhn. And by the way, Lacey was in pads today. So again, progressing good news. Good very news. quickly through the league's concussion protocol. I'm hoping they Throw the pass to set up the run as a Eddie Lacy owner great. in our uh, experts league here, or fantasy live league as we like to call it. We'll get into more news in just a minute. But first, let's get you caught up on everything you need to know about the Thursday night showdown between the Steelers and the Ravens. Money, thank you. I'm optimistic as well. Have Lacey going in two leagues. But this isn't about us. Steelers and Ravens, guys, kicking Ooh. off our Thursday slate. Night. Thursday night games tonight in Baltimore. Molly Karam here with Adam Rank and Akbar Bajabia Mila. We're here to help you get ready for your lineup for tonight's game. And we're going to start with the Ravens. Bernard Pierce and Justin Forsett there in the backfield. Pierce was pulled after the second quarter. He fumbled the ball. So what can we expect from Forsett tonight from a fantasy perspective? Well, you can expect that John Harbaugh is going to keep Bernard Pierce in the doghouse, but Justin Forsett is going to be opportunistic. He's going to take advantage of this. When you're running back and you're in the back and you're, you're sitting there behind that other guy, you when you get your opportunity, you better believe he's going to go out there. And that's what he did against the Cincinnati Bengals. He went out there. He showed that he could wiggle through the defense. It was a pretty stout defense, too, especially when you look at that front seven. And Justin Forsett is going to be a guy that I believe that you can depend on in this game. I'm predicting he has a big game, and he's a guy that you can pick up off the waiver wire and take advantage. We saw Cleveland get loose against that defense, and in the preseason, Rashad Jennings and other guys had success against the Steelers as well. Let's move on to the receivers here. And, Adam, going into this, Torrey Smith was the guy, but Steve Smith clearly has a lot left in the tank because he lit it up last week. Yeah, you thought it would be a boon for Torrey Smith and that offense as a veteran presence, but Joe Flacco looked at it a different way. He's like, wait a minute, I've got one of the receivers of the best, you know, one of the best receivers of the past <laughs> decade on my squad. Uh-huh. I'm going to throw him the ball a lot. And Triple S, you know, he was the most targeted. He had the most yards. He had touchdowns. He was doing everything. And really, we could talk about his age. We can talk about how much – 
he's going to be able to play this season. But if we're living in the moment, we want one guy, he's the best receiver on that team. Well, yeah. let me tell you what that does, though, for Torrey Smith. When you get those high percentage throws thrown towards guys like Flacco, guys like Steve Smith, that helps with the deep game for Torrey Smith. So Torrey Smith is a guy that, yes, he didn't have an impressive game, but you're going to come back and say he's a part of it. They have no other deep right. threat outside of Torrey Smith. He's going to be able to get off some of these presses. He'll get physical. Joe Flacco will find Torrey Smith in this game. You better believe that. He's got to do a little bit more. He's, he's a big bang. He's a, he's a bang or bust type of guy, but I believe he's going to bang against the, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, gentlemen, let's look at your numbers here. Some projections for this Ravens squad. And uh, what's standing out to us right now? I, that I believe in Torrey Smith and Adam <laughs> Ring doesn't. That's exactly right, Akbar. But I we both believe in Forsett. Yeah, we both like Forsett in this game. I have Torrey Smith for 54 yards. You know, Dennis Pitta, too. He's an option. To, it's going to be a low-scoring game. Yeah. All about the Smiths here. All right, let's switch our attention to the road team, guys. And from a fantasy perspective, there seems to be a, a little more in this one with uh, Big Ben, who notoriously struggles against this team here. How do you think he'll do tonight? That's well, the problem. Big Ben, he struggles way too much against the Ravens. He's a pretty good fantasy options most weeks. He had 17 points in week one. But now you look at this matchup. I, again, I feel this is going to be a low-scoring game. Can't really trust them. And plus, it's Thursday night. You don't want to go out with a quarterback who might have a good game, and then you got to sit there on Friday and Saturday and look at, like, 12 points, and you're like, what did I do to myself? I could have had such a, a better week. You know, there's guys on the waiver wire you, you can go out and pick up. Mike was just talking about going out and picking up Jake Locker, maybe Carson Palmer. There's better options out there. I'd pass on Ben Roethlisberger. Antonio Brown, pretty obvious here in this offense. But what about Marcus Wheaton, 97 yards last week? Can we get that kind of production again? Uh, you, you, you bet you will because Todd Haley and Ben Roethlisberger did an excellent job in getting Marcus Wheaton's confidence back up. You know what that does to a rookie when you're missing a lot of games due to a hurt finger? That destroys that confidence. But he's come out. He got him going right away. Get him involved in the offense. He has an outstanding wide receiver next to him that's only going to take attention off of Marcus Wheaton. He's going to see a lot of one-on-one, and he'll win those one-on-one. He's big, he's physical, and he knows where he fits in space. All right, let's take a look at the Steelers' projections here. And we didn't talk about Le'Veon Bell, so I want to see what you guys have for these two. Ranked 16 well, points? Yeah, yeah, he had close to 200 uh, scrimmage yards last week, led the NFL. He's had at least 90 rushing yards in, what, three of his last four games. He's getting in the end zone, too. He scored a touchdown in four of his last five. Scored last week, so so much for LeGarrette Blunt stealing some uh, goal line touches from him. Yeah, and I've got a big game for Antonio Brown. I, I think that he's going to really pit up him and Roethlisberger and pit up big numbers. All right, Le'Veon Bell, 25 points last week. Not bad. The premiere of Thursday Night Football on CBS and the NFL Network kicks off this Thursday when Pittsburgh meets Baltimore in an AFC North Divisional Showdown. Pre-game starts at 6 p.m. on NFL Network, continuing at 7.30 on CBS and NFL Network as well. Football starts here. All right, time for some more headlines. We got you the Eddie Lacy stuff a little bit earlier. Let's continue with some injury concerns around the NFL. Fabs, we start tight end position, not that deep to begin with, and perhaps it gets a little bit thinner. Jordan Cameron out in Cleveland. MRI, good news on the shoulder, no structural damage, but he has not been back at practice. Told the Cleveland Plain Dealer that his injury right now is, quote, day today so maybe some good waiver wire pickups out there for somebody to plug in place right so you're going to have to go out and look for Larry Donnell who was really good for the Giants in week one plays the Cardinals in week two and they have been awful against tight ends and Delaney Walker he's on the waiver wire in a lot of leagues right now the
The Cowboys don't have a linebacker that can cover an athletic tight end, so he's also an option. So there we go. See, we don't just give you the news. We give you solutions to your problems with our man Michael <laughs> Fabiano. Let's go to Doug Martin and uh, Tampa Bay. Did miss practice yesterday with the knee, but did return today. Not a promising start to the 2014 season in week one against the Panthers. No, and his value had gone so high because, well, he was the featured back and Charles Sims got injured. He's out for most of the season. So now, after one week, you got nothing from Doug Martin. Do you have to play him? I mean, money, he, he was probably your first or second round pick. Yep. So if he's active for the Bucks, he's got to be active for you. Good news here is that they're playing the Rams. That defense a little bit banged up. We saw Chris Long. He's going to be out. So uh, that's good news. The bad news is Doug Martin is a risk-reward proposition. And I guess, you know, much like we do with the tight ends, waiver wire, maybe going deep here at the top of the show. Just some names that people ought to look for that maybe skated through and can be picked up today. Any ideas? A couple you know, of running backs I, I mean, there? Justin Forsett is likely gone in just about every single league. Isaiah Kroll for the Cleveland Browns, that's an option. And if you really want to be safe with Doug Martin, just pick up Bobby Rainey because then you have the handcuffs. There you go. Handcuffs and backup tight ends aplenty. No concerns for you, the people, when the old medical goes on the negative. Fabs here will always give you the waiver wire pickup that you need. All right, still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, we are stacked and we're going to go deep, like Hail Mary deep. Three tight ends you can pick up and play in week two if you, like our Adam Rank, like to live dangerously. Plus, good fantasy owners know the trends and how to take advantage of them. We're making you better with the trends to watch out for in week two. Time for coaching decisions presented by Lenovo. We are just seven days into the NFL season, and fantasy fans are already looking to make the trade that could carry them to fantasy glory. But is it better to buy low for a superstar after subpar week one or cut bait on a player with name recognition? First up, Akbar. Should fantasy owners buy low on Jamal Charles after his rough game on Sunday, or is now the time to trade him before his stock drops even lower? Well, you know, this is a situation where you want to buy low. Take advantage. I mean, go ahead and trade for Take advantage of the person who's emotionally unstable because they, they're looking and overreacting that's to his nice. week I one. Well, that's what it is. I mean, just go ahead and people. take it because, look, really, just do some just minor film study and tell me what would make you think that Jamal Charles is not going to be productive. He is their receiving game. He is their running game. Yes, it was a bad week one. Yeah. Andy Reid has already said as much that he's going to have Jamal Charles more involved in the game plan. It was a mistake. Let it go but you know look if you're going to take advantage and you want to be sneaky I would I'd say hey look here's Chris Johnson here's Tom Brady give me Jamal oh my God, Charles yeah can I do it oh come on let's Listen, let's do it I'll take Ak Jamal Charles Ak all day I'm, I'm not a lunatic and I'm not saying that you dropped Jamal Charles or anything like that but the one thing I do want to say there are some warning signs there the offensive line's not playing very well. Mm -hmm. Andy Reid has a history of doing this. We were on the show a couple of years ago talking about how Andy Reid ignored LaShawn McCoy. And if you look, look at the draft last year in 2013. You took LaShawn or people took LaShawn McCoy sixth, seventh, eighth pick because they were worried about what Andy Reid had done to him. And Andy Reid will come out, he'll have this overcorrection. Jamal Charles will have a great game. And then next week, they'll go back to ignoring him again. So I'm, I'm, I fear a little inconsistency. All right, fair enough. Three points last week. Let it go. Let it go. Oh, Fabs. Trade for or away. Percy Arvin, he's healthy again. He had a nice game last week. What do we do? I love when you sing to us. It's mm. so nice. Yeah, I am so saying soothing. that you trade away. Percy Harvin because I just don't trust that he's going to stay healthy for a full 16 games and right now is the time to trade away Percy Harvin because he was very good in that Thursday night opener and the Seahawks clearly want to utilize him both as a receiver and as a runner as well I just actually traded Percy Harvin in the NFL Fantasy Live League 
to Marcus Grant. Marcus and I always make a couple of trades every single year, so I pulled the trigger on that. You never traded with me. Well, you never. Who did you get for? You never accept or reject trades. They sit there forever in infinity, and <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense to offer you anything. <laughs> okay. But who did That's you the get problem. from? I mean, who should people be looking so for? So basically, the trade was I got Demarco Murray and T.Y. Hilton. Okay. T.Y. Mm -hmm. Hilton, one of your mm -hmm. favorites. Yeah. And I traded away Shane Vereen and, of course. Percy okay. Harvin. But Percy Harvin. it's Arvin. a standard league. Yes, Percy Harvin, the question always, of course, and with Health. the injuries, he the missed injuries. 22 games, the durability yep. issue since uh, 2012. Let's move on now, to, though, to Tommy Brady, as right. you like to call Tommy him. Tommy Brady. Mm -hmm. well, I, I, he's facing Minnesota this week. That's a good matchup for him. He's he's played very well against the a NFC on the road. So I like Tom Brady this week, and I you know and I have a little bit of attachment. I'm staying with Tom Brady. I understand he had one bad week. It looked pretty miserable against the Dolphins, but again, this is one week. This is a guy who has put up solid career numbers for pretty much forever. So I look forward to him having a, a rebound this week and going forward to being a pretty good solid fantasy option. I. I just see him getting comfortable with his weapons. Gronkowski starting to get back to full strength. That's all going to factor in. So I like Tom Brady. I don't so know you're trading for Kimbrough, him or Tompkins trading away? Dobson, they're going to come along, too, as well. They're developing So trading well. for or trading away? I would trade for him. If somebody's okay. upset, if somebody's concerned or overreacting, I'm in. All right, I'll take him. All right, not concerned about the uh, Mike Zimmer effect, then, because they didn't allow a passing TD, just saying, for uh, the first time in about 16 you games, gentlemen. Tom Brady. Hashtag good nugget. <laughs> all right, moving on, Fabs. Trade for or away Larry Legend? I'm going to wait until he has a good game, which may be... This week, it'll happen against the New York Giants. And then I am trading away Larry Fitzgerald. He is more name than production at this point in his career. Remember, he was an elite fantasy receiver, Can't a guy that kid, who was though. one of the top three. Yeah, well, it was out of bounds. It didn't do you any good. Fitzgerald was inconsistent last year with his numbers. He had 10 touchdowns. That's what helped his appeal. And now you're looking at a potential third season without 1,000 yards. Mm -hmm. I would go ahead and see if there's an Arizona Cardinals fan in your league or a guy who likes Larry Fitzgerald and just likes big names, and I'd trade him away. Michael Floyd got all the action. That was Coaching Decisions presented by Lenovo. And remember, if you make the best coaching decisions all year long, your NFL.com Fantasy League, you could be our Fantasy Coach of the Year. You can win the ultimate fantasy football coaching experience. Just check out FCOY. It's NFL.com slash FCOY to learn more. Coming up, don't get burned by a bad roster move. We're looking through the matchups to pick out the best starts and sits for your fantasy team. Plus, before you set the lineup, we have three major trends you need to know about. Find why Drew Brees might just belong on your bench this week. Yeah, we said it. NFL Fantasy Live rolls on after this. Think you can't live without your phone? Wait until you download the new NFL.com Fantasy Football app. Live draft from anywhere and watch in-game video highlights on the go. NFL.com makes fantasy football better for everyone. Download for free at NFL.com slash fantasy app. Well, fantasy success, like many things in life, is about recognizing the trends, paying attention to them. So Michael, Fabiano, and I are here to tune you into a winner on Sunday. And by tuning you in, we mean paying attention to the trends. That's right. The Saints, Fabs, they travel to Cleveland to take on the Browns. And obviously, I love Drew Brees. You I draft him higher him. in our experts' fantasy live league than anybody is willing right. to because he's got to be on my team. And I'm feeling pretty good about starting him this week. But you're telling me I shouldn't feel good about starting him this week? I am saying that if you look at Drew Brees' numbers on the road, I mean, there is a huge discrepancy between that and when he's playing 
on his home field. Last week, I predicted 15 fantasy points for Drew Brees. He came in at 15.5. That was in Atlanta in a game you thought was going to be a shootout, and it was. It was. But he didn't score a lot of points. And on the road in Cleveland, he's going to have to go against. But you know what? We saw this last week. We, we thought that Joe Hayden was going to shut down. Yes, yes. Uh, it was going to shut down that Pittsburgh defense, and Antonio Brown had a huge game. I'm not, so, saying, I'm not saying to sit Drew Brees. I'm saying look at this right. matchup well, and, and look at this trend. I mean, two passing touchdowns or less in nine straight road yeah. games. You've got to look at that. And, and you know what? It's I did. Because before I drafted him for the playoffs, I wanted to make sure that those playoff games, because it did bite me last year in the postseason, he had right, a bad home. close yes. to the season. But he's got two at home and one against Chicago. So I'm You're feeling a okay. smart man. Well, here we go. Money All right, let's Smith. go to the next one. Let's go to the ground game. And uh, Alfred Morris, here yeah, we go. When you get Alfred Morris on his home field, he is extremely productive. Nine rushing touchdowns in his last ten home games. This week, he's playing against an AFC opponent. Oh, by the way, three rushing touchdowns in his last four games against the AFC. So, although Alfred Morris didn't put up great numbers in week one, still pretty good, serviceable. He is going to go off this weekend. Make sure he is in your starting lineup. He is a high-end RB2. Yeah, and you know, beyond the numbers, also sort of the Jay Gruden conversation about RG3 being a little tentative, and we know he comes from Cincinnati. They ran the ball. They had the big plays off play action, so maybe a perfect opportunity, especially against Jacksonville, for Morris to get things going. Let's go to a disturbing trend, and this is a long-term trend you're looking at here, Fabs. You know, Victor Cruz likes to do that salsa dance, but we haven't seen it much. I mean, Molly's done it more than Victor Cruz in the last year because he doesn't get into the end zone. Victor Cruz, no touchdowns in his last 11 games overall. 90-plus receiving yards once in his last 11 games. 55 or more yards once in his last six games in New York. He hasn't scored a touchdown at MetLife Stadium since December of 2012. He has been dreadful, and Eli Manning, I mean, he doesn't look like the same quarterback he was a few years ago, and I see Molly laughing offset because she's a Giants fan, There's but the this news, is fast. fact and you know trend. What? I'm going to give you some good news. Yeah. He's only going up against Patrick Peterson in the Cardinals yeah, see, so, so there you go. So it's make all going to work itself an out this week. There sit you go. Him, sit Three him. trends that uh, make you go... Hmm. All right, let's get it over to Molly and Rank for some deep sleepers to look for on the waiver wire. Money fabs, I'm glad to hear that you're learning. Yes, my hips don't lie, my friend. <laughs> All right, Adam, the Jordans, Jordan Reed and Jordan Cameron, unfortunately both banged up this week. So if you are short at tight end, we need some guys that you can take a flyer on. And can you educate us on one Niles Paul who had a career-high game last right, week? Right, yeah, he came in, he subbed in for Jordan Reed and came in and did pretty well for them. Of course, if Dwayne Allen was still out there, that's the guy that you would want to go and pick up. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Niles Paul if you've got the opportunity because he was a guy that RG3 was looking for. As Money was talking about, RG3 very tentative in that offense. So he's looking for Pierre Garçon, and then he's looking for his tight end because he's not super comfortable yet. It's probably going to take a while for him to get really fully invested in that offense. So Niles Paul is a pretty good option. Plus, last week, if you saw the Jags, gave up a lot of points to Zach Ertz. So they're not defending the tight end very well. So he's a pretty good option. It's, you're stepping into the danger zone with this guy because it's a little bit risky. Yeah, and owned in just 0.3% of leagues. Talk about not defending the tight end well. As good as Arizona's defense is, they have Larry Donnell this week. Yeah, and they have a really blind spot for the tight end. Last year, they allowed a league-high 70 touchdowns at tight end. They addressed the safety position in the draft. They went after Buchanan and Washington State to hopefully kind of shore that up. But we did see Antonio Gates and Laddie Green kind of get loose a little bit last week on Monday night. So you look at Donnell, it looks like 
Eli Manning trusts him a lot. And Eli Manning has traditionally liked his tight ends, and he's looking for him, especially in the red zone. They're throwing those ridiculous fades time and time again. So he's a really good option. 56 yards and a TD last week. Delaney Walker gets the Cowboys. Enough said. Yeah, that's it. Cowboys. <laughs> End of segment. Okay, coming up next. No, I'm kidding. But that's the whole thing. We're looking for matchups here. Delaney Walker, very undervalued. He's been sneakily consistent over the years. I like him in this Titans offense. Ken Wisenhunt really doing work there with Jake Locker. So this is a situation where you're trying to play as many Titans off- offensive players as possible. Mm-hmm. Kendall Wright, Justin Hunter, all those guys. But Delaney Walker, again, if you got to go to the waiver wire and you're ready to step into the danger zone, go for it. Yeah, that defense a little suspect. So great matchup. So, well, he, it, he's an FOP, friend of the program. He's been on yeah, the Yeah, and we'll rank those. We'll go Delaney Walker goes number one there, and then we'll go Donnell. And then actually in reverse of what we just did. Perfect. Thank thank you for correcting that (laughs) ranking. Adam, good stuff as always. Still to come, a few surprising names have popped up on our experts list of stone cold locks of the week. Could there be a breakout star sitting on your bench? We'll tell you. And which of these pro bowlers will put up the biggest numbers on Sunday? We'll make our picks when NFL Fantasy Live returns. Keep it locked. Molly Karen back here with the guys in uh, we're going to have a little fun with this NFL.com record breaker game. Akbar, you are going to be up first, my man, because you're pretty much the most competitive person I know. <laughs> I am. And, and just to be clear on this, we're focusing just on week two. Who can have the most uh, receiving touchdowns? And, of course, trying to accumulate Peyton Manning's record of 55 touchdown passes for the entire season. But we're just focusing on this week. Who can have the most touchdown passes? Well, for the most touchdown passes, you got to have to go with a quarterback who's elite, a quarterback who can stand the chance with a, against uh, Peyton Manning. It's got to be Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, to me, is the most dynamic guy coming into this week, too. I know he's going up against the a tough New York Jets de- defense that didn't give up a lot of passing yards. But... Aaron Rodgers played against the Seattle Seahawks and didn't look too good. I mean, right. he put up good numbers, so he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. I expect him to attack D. Milner, to attack Leon McFadden, to attack the middle of the defense. So Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson, those guys are going to get off. I believe he's going to throw for like four or five touchdowns this week. Plus, he's had extra time to think about it. That was on Thursday night <laughs> last time. week. Yes. He had to sit there over yep. the weekend stewing, thinking about that performance against I can't Seattle. Wait till oh, he's ready. Up. Yeah. He's at home wait. now. Yeah, it's a must. He's a must uh, start in this game. Okay, let's move on to the backfield now. And this one is for Eric Dickerson's season rushing record. So who's going to accumulate the most (laughs) rushing yards in week two? I was going to go Frank Gore against the Bears, but that's me. And Fabs, you have somebody different. Adrian Peterson, to me, this is an absolute no-brainer. Coming off a game where he didn't put up big numbers, but look at his numbers at home. He's rushed for 120-plus yards in seven of his last 11 home games. And the Patriots last week gave up more rushing yards to running backs than any other team in the National Football League. Adrian Peterson is going to go for, Uh-oh. I'd say 145. 145. In this well, you're contest. Still on the short. 146. All right. <laughs> yeah, he's elite. I mean, he's just he so powerful. Yeah, you price good, is right at me. Yeah. One yard. I'm going to say he gets one yard this week. So I got one yard to 144. Mm. I'll take that. That's very generous. Okay. What? No, it's one. That's the way you got to play the game. It's 136 who wins. This guy. Uh, A long season for you. Let's talk about (laughs) scrimmage yards in that record. Adam, who will have the most scrimmage yards this week and try to take Chris Johnson's record? Well, there's two guys I would choose each and every week, and I'm going to go with LaShawn McCoy right here because he has so many opportunities 
both running the ball and catching the football. He's got to be the guy that you go with. As you see right there, he's had at least 100 scrimmage yards in eight consecutive games. He's always got the ball in his hands. He's the focal point of that offense. To me, it's either him or Matt Forte, but I like McCoy's matchup a little bit more. Plus, he's playing on Monday night. He's going up against the Colts. I love playing guys on Monday because then you, you, know, you don't lose. You're on Sunday, you're feeling good. You're like, no, nah, I still got McCoy going. <laughs> I feel pretty good about it, so he's going to be my choice. I go with him. You'd rather, right, get, a, say, you'd rather get a letdown on a Monday anyway. Right, it's Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go 211 for him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's big time. I, okay. I like 211 that. total yeah. yards. I, I like the projection there. Yeah, Sunday's fun day. Come on now. All right, this next <laughs> one here. We're going for Randy Moss's receiving touchdown record. Who will get the closest uh, this week to accumulating towards that? Akbar? Well, I look at it matchup-based. So when I look at matchup-based, I look at – Jimmy Graham going up against the Cleveland Browns. And who's he going to be most likely matched up against? He's going to be going up against guys like Barkevious Mingo. Those guys are going to be sitting there trying to guard and try to defend against Jimmy Graham. Drew Brees is going to light them up. I mean, this offense, he's 6'6". He weighs about a million pounds. He's bigger than a lot of the guys. He's going to be able to put yeah. wow. <laughs> He's going to be pushing them over. But the thing is, he's a big target. He's a big target in the red zone as well. He's like a receiver, just a little heavier. And Jimmy Graham is going to be that guy to break Randy Moss's record. He saw this week. Thomas, this week. No, no, no. He yeah. saw me. He saw Julius Thomas getting all those touchdowns on Sunday night. Uh -huh. He's like, hey, Drew, throw me a couple. Get me You're back right. in the mix. It, it, this is going to be an overcorrection. It's so him. easy to think it's going to be one of those guys, Julio, Demarius Thomas. But, but what about Dez? Dez Bryant. I, I, I like, I like Dez, but the matchup, Paul Kruger, Barkevious Mingo against Jimmy Graham, mm, a lot of touchdowns. You didn't even mention Calvin Johnson. No. The man. Mm -hmm. yeah. No Megatron in this conversation, right. my friend. I got Megatron last week. But you're up next here for Peyton Manning's passing yards record. Who do you have? I'm going with Andrew Luck. I'm mm -hmm. going with He's the lucky. Colts quarterback because you guys know I'm on the bandwagon for Andrew Luck. He's been phenomenal last year in his first game. Last week, he had 370 passing yards, two touchdowns, a rushing touchdown. Uh -huh. Was one of the highest scoring quarterbacks in fantasy football. And this week, he's going up against Philadelphia on Monday night. The Eagles last week. I mean, Chad Henney got to them a few times. We're talking about Chad Henney, not Andrew Luck. This is going to be a big game for Andrew Luck. The Eagles, 300-plus pass yards allowed in seven of their last eight road games. Andrew Luck is going to light it up on Monday Night Football. Yeah. So, you, so you mean to tell me you don't like Matt Ryan as an option? In Matt Cincinnati? Uh, Matt Ryan's no, got a lot of you. weapons. I, a lot of weapons. Wait, Andrew Luck doesn't have a lot of weapons? Hakeem Nix. And they can't run the football. <laughs> they can't run it. They put him in the shotgun, and he just tosses it, man. Mm, this is a touchy yeah. one for me because yeah. I've got Matt That's Ryan fun. on the bench, and i got Andrew Luck. What's wait, a girl that's doing? I'm going to tell you right now, Matty Ice looks totally different now. She's humble bragging right there, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, Peyton Manning? Anyone? No? Anybody yeah. want to get into that? <laughs> Who's that? He's pretty good. Who's that? Yeah, he's he's got a great matchup, too. Oh, hashtag it's... humble brag. All right, moving on, Adam. <laughs> you are up. We're going for David Aker's single-season field goal record. Talking a little kicker. Who's, uh, who's, I can't wait to hear wait, this Who's one. the producer who let me talk about kickers? Because the only name I'm going to throw out there is Shebash. Oh, your Sebastian Janikowski each and every week. That's the guy who I'm going to go for. I understand the Raiders have a rookie quarterback. They're going up against the Houston Texans who have J.J. Watt, who could make life miserable for David Carr, but Seabass is coming through. He's great at home during the uh, September month, and the good thing for uh, Oakland going forward, too, is that it looks like that baseball field's not going to be out there in October, so they're going to be able to just put grass out there in October because the A's aren't going to make the playoffs. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that, but look at that. Seabass, 
I, I love the kicker. You kick. want a sleeper? Wait, he's a ball guy. way more intriguing for me. You <laughs> he's a ball guy. What a do I say? Sleeper kicker, Brandon McManus. I, I think he could be top five this week. Can, can I tell one we quick story? We won't sleep on him. Oh, one oh, sure. Story time right before I go to break. Good timing. When I was with the Raiders, I saw Sebastian Janikowski kick a 75-yard field goal. It blew my mind. Wow. I love that story. story. Yeah. He's going to do it you this week. You know what week. that gets? That gets a hashtag winner story. Someone else is a victim of that. Oh, coming up, Roddy White put up 72 yards in a touchdown in week one. So why is Michael Fabiano recommending you sit him in week two? That's what we call him, the Karam Household winner story. The answer right after this. Tomorrow on NFL Total Access, DeMarcus Ware sits down to discuss his new life in Denver. NFL Total Access tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern live on NFL Network. All right, it is time for Stardom Sit'em here on NFL Fantasy Live, presented by Bose. Every week, senior fantasy analyst Michael Fabiano publishes his starts and sits. It's kind of war and peace, if you will. Each position, Fabs gets us started with the quarterbacks Uh with the quarterbacks one of the most important positions in fantasy football and one of the guys that I really like this week is Tom Brady look at his numbers on the road against the NFC they are amazing Andy Dalton's got great numbers on his home field Jay Cutler not so much on the road I don't like him Philip Rivers also a bad matchup against Seattle but let's go back to the stardoms and let's look at Jake Locker okay now this is a guy who when he is healthy can average 18 or more fantasy points a game. He did that last year, and now he's coming off a big game against the Kansas City Chiefs where he scored over 20 fantasy points. This week, he's playing at home against two money, the Dallas Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys are everyone's favorite matchup at the quarterback position, wide receiver and running back. And in fact, I am starting Jake Locker in seven of my 11 leagues this week. That's how much I like him. Yeah, uh, whatever Coach Wiz did in that first game, this is someone that couldn't complete 60% of his passes in college. And yet he completed nearly 70% of them in that game against the Chiefs. Let's go to the running backs here, uh, Fabs. Giovanni Bernard, I say he's a must start. No Sean Marino moving up the depth chart now, and he's got a great matchup against Buffalo. Guys, I'm sitting Reggie Bush. One touchdown in seven career games against the Carolina Panthers. Trent Richardson, I mean, he's basically a sit. Until he does something, Trent Richardson is going to live on that sit list. But let's move back to the start and talk about Frank Gore. He didn't have a good game last week against the Cowboys. 16 carries, 66 yards. terrible. It's not terrible, exactly. But get him on his home field against the Chicago Bears. Now, Gore has had 100-plus scrimmage yards in four of his last five home games. The Bears have allowed 16 rushing touchdowns in their last seven roadies, which means Frank Gore is a nice flex starter. I'm not saying that he's a one or a two money, but as a flex, start him. I'd be fine with a one or a two. I just think back to that Monday nighter when Colin Kaepernick made his debut against the Bears, and they absolutely torched that team torched for him. fantasy gold. Wide receiver position here, Fabs. Randall Cobb's going to have a big year, and I love him this week. Kendall Wright facing, that's right, the Dallas Cowboys. Sanders is a good start as well. Guys, I'm sitting. Bad matchup for Keenan Allen. Victor Cruz, no salsa dances means no fantasy points. And Roddy White. Now, Roddy White's on there, and a lot of people are going to end up starting Roddy White, and I wouldn't blame them. But if you're deep and you only start two wide receivers, listen to these nuggets, okay? He has two touchdowns in 18 career road games against the AFC. One touchdown in 17 career September road games. And the Bengals have allowed 11 touchdown receptions in their last 12 home games. What does this all say? 
Roddy White is a risk this week. He likes being at home. That's what it says. He, is he likes Varsity Burger cooking. in Atlanta. Exactly. That's what it tells me. <laughs> That's right. You don't play. That was weird. It was two years ago. I remember it was all Roddy uh, at home. It was all Julio exactly. on the road. Yep, we'll see. Strange. Maybe Julio uh, Jones' return helps him out a little bit there. But mm -hmm. yeah, numbers certainly tell you to sit him. What do we got here with the tight ends, Fabs? Well, Greg Olson, very good at home. Delaney Walker. The Cowboys don't have anyone who can cover a tight end. Guess what? Vernon Davis went off last week, so start him. I have Kyle Rudolph down as a sit because he hasn't scored a lot of touchdowns in home games lately. You likely do have to start him and Antonio Gates against Seattle. I don't like anybody in that Chargers offense this week against that just nasty Seahawks D. Sit them all. No Ryan Matthews, no Phillip Rivers. Sit them all. I am not a fan. At least it's down there in uh, San Diego, you know. Maybe they're a better team at home than they are. We I should say see. a worse team on the road than they are at home in the case of the Seahawks. All right, you want more starts and sits? Here we go. This is the right place. This panel of experts uh, have an endless supply of them so let's do countdown style 90 seconds on the clock rapid fire as we wrap it up start him or sit him uh, rank let's start with you Dwayne Bow. I'm gonna sit him I'm gonna sit him don't trust him sit him yeah that's an easy one sit him all right how about uh, Carson Palmer versus a giant leaky Giants D I would like him at home but when he's going out of the road in New York I'm gonna feel the Giants rebound a little bit I'm gonna sit Carson Palmer. Sit Carson Palmer. I'm actually gonna start uh, Carson there Palmer we go. I love what he's doing in I can Aaron's find offense. 10 quarterbacks I'd rather start than Carson Palmer even so against sit. that Giants they look so terrible against Detroit. <laughs> that defense is horrible. Ten quarterbacks better than Carson Palmer. How about Arian Foster? Fabs, you get us started here. Oh, are you kidding me? This is a stardom all day long. Can yeah, he give you a Chris Aaron, Ivory, Chris Johnson performance against that <laughs> Oakland D? He could. Aaron Foster looking good against yeah. Oakland. I mean, yeah, the last time these the two teams still. played, Arian Foster smoked them. Yeah, so and he did him. not look that bad in his debut. Right. Maybe a little juice in those legs. Starter sit. Well, you already told us, Keenan Allen. You're going to sit him. Number I'm one target. Him in, yeah, you got to sit Keenan Allen. This yeah, Keenan. He doesn't have a chance against these guys. Doesn't have a chance. He doesn't have Why a chance. Why is he even playing the game in San Diego? <laughs> you guys aren't giving him a chance. Start Keenan Allen. He's a number one receiver. I want to see that Pac-12 showdown. It's big game. It's Cal versus. Stanford, come on. You start convinced Keenan me Allen. starting him. Uh, starter sit Doug Martin versus St. Louis. I'm going to start him. Last time he played St. Louis, he did pretty well, so I'll go with him. Well, you know, I'm going to go the other way. I, I don't know about Doug Martin. I'm, I'm a little, he's a little shady to me. Sit him. If Doug Martin is active, you have to start him, even if it's as a flex. You drafted him high. Sit All him. right, last one. Let's squeeze it in. I see eight seconds on that clock. Zach Stacy versus Tampa. 100 yards against him last year. Start him. I'm going to go start him. Sit him. I, yeah. I am not a fan of Zach He didn't look good, man. He did not did look not. good in that first game. Benny and their Cunningham. quarterback is a mess. All right. That uh, that there is going to do it for us. Uh, remember to tweet us your favorite fantasy team name via Twitter at NFL Fantasy. At NFL Fantasy. That's our Twitter handle. We're going to compile and vote on the best one on the show tomorrow. We just uh, shook ours up a little well, bit. Well, you know what? I'm our, actually changing mine from lovely. It's a Trap to like Admiral that. Akbar. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I like so, the It's Admiral. a Trap, though. It's more subtle. You know, you gotta you gotta be able to get it. Well, I want my name in there. I want people to know. I, want I think to they know would know. I think they know It's a Trap <laughs> as you. Call me crazy. NFL Fantasy Live returns at 5 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network and 4 p.m. Eastern on NFL Now with some Week 2 matchups that scare us and a full Thursday Night Football recap. See you then. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.